Hey guys, welcome into DC On Screen, episode 422. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. This is our weekly news episode, and uh, it's a pretty light week. There's Again. been a few of those. Yeah, been a few. Um, now I we do... I uh, think this will be the end of it. I think we got probably another couple light weeks ahead of us. You think? Yeah. Mm. It'll start. I, I, um, my bet is uh, mid-September we'll start really seeing some traction. Just yeah. a bet. Uh, have a good week. Yeah, went all right. Went all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was listening to Suicide Squadcast, and they, uh, I think Tim was talking about, like, I, I have faith that something big is going to drop this week. And it kind of did, but it wasn't good. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, this is pretty, uh, by the way, we, before I get into that, uh, we do go full spoilers. So, uh, you know, it's really only applicable probably with the, with the TV stuff if you haven't caught up, but, uh, we're not getting really getting that. I don't think we'll get that, uh, that deep this episode, but maybe with some of the animated stuff, Mm -hmm. but, um, I'm talking about like 20 year old stuff here. So whatever, but anyway, um, we have a lot of fan feedback this episode. So, uh, if you want to be a part of that at any point, you can talk to us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, DC on screen. It's one word. And uh, or call us two zero five two five nine six three three one to be uh, to be on the voicemail to be on the show to hear your voice echoing through your your headphones from across the interwebs. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Probably space or something. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm not going to get into the whole thing here because oh my lord! Mm-hmm. But apparently Joss Whedon and his wife got a divorce. Oh. And um, she wrote a pretty lengthy letter. Claiming that Joss had multiple affairs over the years. Um, she claimed that he used her as a shield uh, for... Well, she said uh, he, used his re- he used his relationship with me as a shield so no one would question his relationships with other women or scrutinize his writing as anything other than feminist. Um, that is not the least of the scathing things she said uh, about him. And uh, one of his spokespersons came out and said... Uh, while this account uh, includes inaccuracies and misrepresentations, which can be harmful to their family, Joss is not commenting out of concern for his children and out of respect for his ex-wife. So, um... It's about the only way to play that. You don't want to yeah. get into... Uh-uh. <laughs> right. But, um, after 15 years, com is closing down, purportedly, over this. Um, I don't even know what they do. I've never run across them. They're just a Joss Whedon web, uh, news site and message board, and he would actually go over there to announce stuff a lot oh, okay. back in the day. Like this was a Whedon Nesk was a site that I went to probably constantly, probably back in prob- probably times. daily, yeah, like daily at least. Yeah. So um, sad time, uh, you know. And I've said it before on this site, we are on the show. Uh, we don't we don't get into directors or writers or whatever the whatever it is their personal lives too much because you know we probably wouldn't follow anybody if that was a big deal to us. Um, you know what they what they crank out artistically and what they have going on in their personal lives is two or two separate things unless you know it really starts to affect the work. Right. Um, which is why I'm mentioning it here because. I've seen some people on on Twitter going like, "Well, I'm not watching Justice League now. I'm never watching the Joss, Joss Whedon thing again." Um, that is not the case for me. Yeah. But then again, you know, I've had issues with Joss and the way he goes about doing things for kind of a long time now. Um, I, you know, I've never put it too much scrutiny, and I don't suspect I'm going to start now. Mm-mm. So I, I think I'm going to think about Joss's personal life exactly the same amount of zero going forward as I did in my past. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, except for the fact that, you know, I, I do want you guys to be on alert because this is probably going to come up in, in clickbait. It's going to come up in uh, DCEU bashing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if whenever he does come, I mean, I you know, who knows how this might affect things like, I think he'll probably bury himself I, in his work and, you know, get the movie finished on time. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, who knows where it's going going forward? I don't know, but uh, already you can, you can start to see on the Twitterverse, at the very least, people kind of bringing up like, well, I mean, I'm not going to do this or whatever, you know, so 
uh, I don't know. Draw your lines in the sand, people. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'll watch the movie. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sad. I am sad that this is going on in his life, but and that it has and then it has gone on in his life. But you know, beyond that, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Moving over. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so Ben Affleck was had like a little interview and he was saying that, uh, the Justice League Batman is going to be different from the, uh, Batman v Superman version. He says, a BVS departed a little bit from the traditional Batman. He started out with all this rage directed at Superman because of his coworkers who had died in the fight. Superman had with Zod. He was holding on to a lot of anger in a little bit of an irrational way. A little bit? Um, whereas this is a much more traditional Batman. He's heroic. He does things in his own way, but he wants to save people, help people. This is more in keeping with the canon of how Batman's usually been portrayed and how he's portrayed vis-a-vis the Justice League in the comics. Mm-hmm. This is more the Batman you would find if you opened up your average Batman comic. So, you know. I like that phrasing, average Batman comic. Yeah, because it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything because there's no way to, to like, No, you'd have to, really like, break down. down every every structure and every tone he's ever been in. Um, right. Yeah, just, no, it'd be, it'd be a sad a statistical nightmare, but... You know, I, I like and the use re- of it just because it's, um, there is a, a, a kind of a normative view of him and this can, uh, mm-hmm. this, this can make sense. And they reported on this over on Squadcast and Scott said he hopes that it means the, the JLA Grant Morrison bat God. And I completely agree. Oh, like, fine. I- <laughs> yeah. I mean, all it, all it means to me is, uh, if, if Affleck is right about how the film's getting prepared, then we're done with re- revenge Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Revengey Batman is Batman is pretty much Revengey Batman, just well, yeah. not murderous Revengey Batman. Yeah, um, you focus on different. I mean, I, I mean, his whole character premise is kind of a revenge plot, but it, it rarely mm-hmm. focuses on the kind of ruthless uh, search for vengeance. Yeah, you just don't want Punisher Batman. Yeah, yeah, you got to stop shy of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's being reported. I think it was by Deadline. I didn't write it down because. We're not that show anymore, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we were ever completely that show. But it's being reported that uh, Patty Jenkins is looking to get about $10 million in the negotiations to uh, direct uh, Wonder Woman, which is a big deal. Um, I don't know where that sits on the uh, spectrum. Well, it's not you? official. What? Well, $10 million is what Zack Snyder made for Man of Steel. Okay. Um, which, you know, a lot of people are going, like, this is Zack Snyder's first movie. No, it was his third movie for WB. Yeah. We're talking about the, uh, 300 and Watchmen before that. So, uh, at least one of which like, did make money. Yeah, uh, well, which one? one <laughs> they both did. But Wonder Woman, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, we're going to talk about the numbers here in a second for Wonder Woman. But um, it is the most any female director's ever made as far as the movies go going. And 10 million will definitely be the most uh, uh, female director's ever made to do a movie. So, um, I mean,. She's she's hell yeah. Surely she's earned that accolade at this point. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but it's not official. It is not official yet. No, I mean it, it, that that move that that'll bounce around a little bit. And that was deadline. Mm-hmm. Like I'll when Variety prints it, I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Let's just yeah. All right. So uh, Wonder Woman crossed eight hundred million I mean, this past week. Damn. Uh, four hundred four million domestically. Three hundred ninety six million world uh, internationally. Uh, so um. As per uh, comicbook.com reporting, uh, see, it says Wonder Woman is one of fewer than 30 films to $400 million domestically and is currently the fifth highest grossing film of 2017. Uh, highest ever film ever directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. Biggest domestic opening for a film directed by a woman. Uh, the movie also stands as the highest groping, su- grossing superhero origin film domestically and the largest box office opening for a comic book movie with a female lead. So... That's, uh, major props. Uh, yeah, there. that's all the that's all the stuff I would slide across the table with my offer. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I I I pray no one looks too deeply into my slip saying "groping" instead of "grossing." That wasn't a Freudian slip. Made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> I, I I didn't laugh out loud. I think, but I I, I did uh, smirk. No, didn't want to interrupt like, your flow. Of course, though. Dave. Yeah. Of course, of course, Dave. You would say "groping" right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna just let you get through and and not mention it, but uh, yeah. yeah, I smirked. I smirked. No, no, I couldn't help it. Okay, 
I, you know, it's one of those things where, like, not not saying it, but, I mean, evidently I couldn't help it, but I had to mention it. It's like one of those things where I hear on a podcast, if someone does it, I'm like, oh, I really hope they bring that up, and they point it out, and then they don't, and yeah. I'm disappointed, so. Right. There you go, guys. I'm sorry. Maybe it was a Freudian slip. I don't know. I'm only a person. Right. I don't know what's going on in my brain. <laughs> That's why people need therapists. Right. <laughs> And so, it's slightly uh, less trouble to talk about it for a second than it is to go in and edit it out, so I prefer this method. <laughs> Just let the tape roll. Sadly, I was thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can call it efficient or lazy. I don't really give a, a, a damn which version you like to call it. I know what's in my I call heart. It just, I call it just fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... The director of uh, Shazam, Sandberg, you know, he was talking uh, about why Black Adam is not in Shazam. He said, The Rock has been cast as Black Adam, but he's not going to be featured in this film. There have been variations of the script, like before I came along, where Black Adam was in and out and, you know. Yeah. But now this is about Shazam. Um, he's, he's also stated um, in talking about where he was uh, going in terms of uh, trying to... Uh, make sure the fans are happy he says it's going to be interesting just because of how hardcore the fans are like already if i tweet a little something suddenly there's a there's blog posts and arguments and no matter what you do some people are just going to be disappointed Mm -hmm. i get so many tweets about you should do this and then someone else is like no you should do this which is the complete (laughs) opposite of that that. and it's like well okay one of you guys is going to be disappointed yeah um, now they, he, he did talk a little bit about where he, uh, is drawing inspiration for Shazam. He says, I'm just taking it all in. Some of those really old ones are quite fun where he's like fighting Hitler and stuff like that. Uh, he's been around since the forties for like as long as Superman. So there's a lot to read. Um, he did say, um, talking about like how you choose which origin, uh, for Billy Batson, he says, uh, that's also interesting because he sort of has a couple of different origin stories, a couple of different takes on it. You have the most recent sort of Jeff Johns version, and then you have the Jerry Ordway version, and then you have those really old versions. Mm-hmm. So I, I really dig that he's just kind of looking at all of it and trying to like pick what he feels are the best parts. That's good. And he's going to have to do that. I think they, uh, just listening to all these guys talk for the last few years, um, and then seeing the fallout one way or the other, I completely agree with him. Like, I'm, I'm glad he's aware beforehand that he's just never going to live up to everybody's expectations. So yeah, it's a fool's errand. And it, the more and more I've heard these people talk, I just, I, I feel like the advice I'd want to give any one of them is man, pick your shot, make the best movie you can about that shot. And don't listen. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to what anyone says in the process. Like, take, find the angle you want to play and just go. Because you're go, you're gonna have you sit three people in a room and there's gonna be an argument about any of this material. Yeah. Two people. One person. One person in a room is enough to make an argument. Because we, you know, you, you even one person, we can kind of waffle on do we like this or that more aspect more or which storyline do we like more and stuff like that. It's just mm-hmm. impossible. Yeah. Good luck. All right. So. Um... <laughs> I'm afraid your greatest fear has happened what, again. Was that? I don't know if it was your greatest fear, but it's been a constant annoyance to you. That's um, that's so many things. So you will have to narrow it. Casey Affleck was on uh, Dale and Holly with Keith Radio, mm-hmm. and um, he was talking about Ben being Batman. He sure. says, "I thought he was an okay Batman. No, I thought he was great. He was great. He's a hero. So he had something to channel and work with there. But he's not going to do that movie. I don't think. Sorry to say." Is that breaking news? Because I was just kind of making that up. I don't know. Yeah, okay. So the uh, the Michael Shannon effect? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, I don't know what the Michael Shannon effect is necessarily. I, the one was where you're just, just screwing with us? Is that what you mean? Yeah, the, the one where the you're bat, just mouthing off Anderson. and then you're like, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's the flipper hands. And I, the yeah, flipper hands, I do get very yeah. annoyed with that. Um, um, and then Casey's rep, because the internet blew up, and Casey's rep said he was just having fun. Uh he was just having fun with the folks at the Red Sox game where he threw out the first pitch in support of the Jimmy Fun. And not speaking from a place of first-hand knowledge, Ben's rep reiterated what Ben said at the SDCC. Uh, he'll continue to be Batman as long as the studio will have him, which uh, that wording really makes me a bit queasy. It, it, I mean, you got to remember, when you're only contracted for a couple, sometimes it's just money. Sometimes it's not even mm-hmm. vision. It's mm-hmm. just, ah, we can't pay this much for uh, this version of Batman. We're going to have yeah. to move on. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, that so comes this, with, if the studio will have me and my writer and my paycheck mm-hmm. and my so, producer credit that I demand, you know, and stuff like that. Sure. 
So, uh, as previously stated, this is a pretty uh, slow news week. So, here we are at listener feedback. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you got, guys? Up first, this might be one of my favorite things. And look, I'm pretty sure this guy is our buddy Jordan Valdez um, from the Gotham News Network. He's got like a little news thing that he does on YouTube. Um, and I've already placed him in the Friends of the Show mm-hmm. section on our website. So you guys can go check him out there. Um, DCOnScreen.com. Check, go over to the Friends of the Show tab on the side. Um but uh, Batfan Jordan V, and if it's not him, I apologize. We will have uh, feedback from him later on as well. But this is a, an iTunes review, Funniest DC Podcast. This might actually be my favorite review that we've ever had. Oh. Um, I listen to over 20 DC-related podcasts on a regular basis. Each of them are great in one way or another. And what makes DC on screen stand out is that it is consistently the one that makes me laugh the most. Dave and Jason have great chemistry with one another, and they both are always cracking me up. Of course, that's not the only reason to listen to their podcast. They give very knowledgeable and intelligent analysis of DC movies, TV shows, and news. I love that they make sure to cover almost all of the current DC TV shows, even though they don't like The Dark Knight Rises, my favorite live-action film. They are still awesome, and I highly recommend them to any and all DC fans. Uh, super nice yeah. review, man. That, really, that is for, deeply uh, flattering. Appreciate it. Yeah, like I read that review and like my leg did the thing that dogs' legs do when you scratch their tummy. Um, yeah, I can see that. Caused some back problems, but well, anyway. you often do idly scratch your tummy, so it might have been yeah <laughs> less psychosomatic than you think. Don't tell the listeners our secrets from when we lived together. <laughs> it's a common thing; people do it. You can, you it's okay. You don't have to join a group or anything. My tummy doesn't itch. Never. Never. (laughs) We have a voicemail from a listener. Uh, They didn't leave their name. They sound pretty annoyed. So, uh, here's that. Alright, fellas. I'm fucking passed out on the Witter Woman. That shit is... I I can't even get it out. It just makes my skin crawl. Fucking knock it off, whoever's doing it. Ah. Yeah, that's all I wanted to call and say is a bitch about that silly nonsense. Other than that, keep some DC on your screen. All right. Well, um, that sounds honestly. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, Don't don't think there's any waffling at all on that. No, but uh, we we actually also have another, and it might be the same guy. I don't know, but we have someone on Twitter, uh, Andrew Gexy, I think is how you say that. uh, Says. I don't want to hear those wicker women again. Can't you listen to them for us and just describe it to us and react? Okay, for, um, first I want to answer by saying this. You've, if you've heard them, you know damn well I can't explain them. Or summarize, <laughs> recap in any way. So that's, why would you even ask me to do that? Right. Um, by contrast, though, Josh McKay at Red Arrow X3 on Twitter says, Those wicker women, it's witter women. W-I-D-D-E-R. Witter. Like widow, they're widows. It's as, as, as screwable as anything else in that. <laughs> Those wicker women sounds like something from a B eighties movie. I find it disturbing in a good way. <laughs> so see, we we have we're not just going to take them out completely because we have people who enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them about half of the time. So well, um, every now and then, some what, piece of it that I can understand is is uh, is funny, but then it just goes back into. Um, yeah. Weirdness. Yeah, I just don't. It's a just chaos. Yeah. But um so it's an old Bill Hicks line, but it's a, I'm I'm a dog staring at a card trick. Right. <laughs> so what do you say? What do you want to do? You want to just uh put put the widow the the widow women at the at the end of the credits like after the credits from now on? It seems like the 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 best solution. It seems like the way to like if you want to hang in there for them, we'll tell you tell you beforehand you can uh Yeah. Hang in there, and um, I don't, everybody else can just I don't wanna, click next and move on with their day. I don't want to deprive the world of the widow women, uh, or the widow woman, or whatever you call them, wicker women. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but people are actively We also them. have to respect the phrase, fucking tapped out. Mm. That's, uh, that's a strong vote. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, uh, in terms of, of how the, the, the widow women voicemails are going, uh... 
you know, every every other one makes me laugh out loud a couple of times, and then all but but the same measure, every other one is just kind of like, dude, come on, what is happening in there? So, um, well, now now that the numbers have have gone up to women plural, I kept wondering, you know, is, is there going to be a council of widow women at some point? <laughs> I think that might be the time that we end it, but yeah. um, whoever's doing it, uh, you know, I don't know, hone, refine. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I don't know what you're doing here. But uh, I, I, if if you're looking for a way to like start your own Witter Women podcast and looking to gain a fan following of some sort, this probably isn't the best way to do it. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I got nothing else on it. We don't have one from them today or from that person today. Whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah. moving along. Uh, Rick Story, old man Rick sixty eight, loyal listener. Uh, over on Twitter, says, just got through the last ep. Uh, great to see you guys back in fine form. As a long-time listener, I could tell you weren't having fun anymore, but this latest episode brought back the good vibes that drew me to your cast in the first place. Don't lose any more sleep. We're not going anywhere. Love your work, guys. Uh, it's not, th- I will say it's not that we weren't having fun anymore. We were just having less fun than we wanted. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's actually so nice to hear. And there, there were times where it was just uh, some of the like some of the back end stuff became uh, just tedious, just honestly yeah. tedious, like no joy in that part of it. And then every now Not and then, the actual show, yeah, when we'd get to record, if everything was was set up, when we actually got to sit down and talk, it was for the most part, you know, we could still find some fun in it. But um, yeah, and it's it's, it's uh, like we said, it was that that one time where we finally hit the wall and just didn't enjoy a damn second of it. We're like, ah, we got to rethink this. I can't, yeah. can't have it. Actually, uh, that feedback is um, so kind of relieving to hear. I may, uh, I may temporarily tattoo it somewhere just to <laughs> remind myself. At least a few key phrases, maybe on the inside of the forearm, right, to get me through the day. Much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, much appreciated, man. Because um, we did lose and- a little bit of sleep worrying about the opposite of that response. Yeah, and also, you know what? I did, I did, I do want to officially apologize to Twitter. And to our Twitter fans, like, uh, and I, I've already done so, um, mostly on Twitter, but I'm sorry I haven't really been around to answer the stuff. Like, <laughs> this last week, I, or maybe even a week and a half or so, I have just been out of it. Like, my, well, for one thing, like, my Twitter app kind of messed up on my phone. Like, my phone did this update, and, like, then all of a sudden, like, Twitter didn't really send me notifications or mm-hmm. anything. And, like, kept kind of closing, like, freezing and closing. I think I've got that sussed out now, but, um, you know, I, I guess I should have just been like, I should have like realized that something was up and like checked it when I got home and, but I just, you know, most of the time didn't and, uh, didn't really uh, respond too much. So I apologize. Yeah. And you've been a little under the weather yourself. So for, yeah, I've been seriously under the weather, yeah. like yeah, like varying degrees for like a month. Yeah. Like still under the weather. Like it's eh, anyway. Oh, Travis Hines at Travis Hines, oh, sorry, at Travis underscore 156 on Twitter says, Awesome podcast, guys. I celebrated your 420th, 420th episode, even if you didn't ask us to. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Different times, um, man, different times. What does he mean by that? Hmm? Uh, the four, what, uh, surely you're being facetious. I couldn't tell. <laughs> For a second, I had no idea, but surely to God, right? <laughs> I don't know what he means. I, what is what is that? How would you celebrate our 420th episode? I, I don't know uh, what you would do with that. Um, maybe a Cheech and Chong movie? Or, um... Oh, to be clear, I, I don't feel that that's any way to celebrate anything. <laughs> <laughs> I like those movies. <laughs> I've never been a fan. They were definitely in their I time, loved, but it was, they were funny. I, you know, I loved Tommy Chong on that 70s show, but like... You know, I'll watch like a like a snippet of a Cheech and Chong on YouTube or something and chuckle, mm-hmm. but I I don't think I could do a movie. Mm. I just I every time I've tried, it's just like uh-uh. it, it's right. one of those many situations where you maybe weren't in the right mind state to truly appreciate. It would have to be that it uh, it, it there's uh, that's that's legitimate. That's legit on this one. Sometimes I'm like, nah, man, it's not. You know, it it's this this is funny. Uh, certain it's it's yeah, it's about it's about like that. Yeah. All right, so this is going to get into some stuff here. Oh, um, A little bit. Uh, spoilers for uh, Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond a little bit. Um, and for the Dark Knight trilogy. 
Jordan Valdez of aforementioned Gotham News Network um, <laughs> wrote to us and to Wobbly Boots eighty five on Twitter. It mm-hmm. says, uh, way behind on a lot of my podcasts, so I only now just got to the DC on screen episode where you left a voicemail bringing up my take on the end of the bat of the Dark Knight Rises. This is to Nathan. Um, I'm glad you appreciated my perspective on that. I've always loved it. Dave brought up what he prefers uh, that he prefers Batman Beyond's version of Batman's retirement. I like that version as well, although not as much as Nolan's version. Dave, uh, but I don't see it as a happy ending. Even though Terry comes along, Bruce is estranged from the rest of the Bat family. Although he does reconcile with Tim in Return of the Joker, he is all alone in terms of romantic relationships. That's uh, There's that scene in Out of the Past where he's looking at pictures of his past lovers. It's sad. That's a heartbreaking scene. Bruce, yeah, it is, absolutely. Bruce Wayne is my favorite fictional character of all time, and I want him to be happy when all is said and done. For all the good that he did in his life, he deserves to. Nolan gave us that. Um... Maybe, but um, it just uh, I like I can I can I can respect wanting him to be happy, but at the same time mm-hmm. I feel like uh, he would maybe be happiest dying a soldier's death. Maybe like that's a good like point. Leading out that's, in the that's field, a very... uh, having just <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's a very Frank Miller take on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean this would be a good death and all. Um, yeah, I, I think the worst case scenario for him is that there's there's a, uh, a you know the, these never ending uh, world ending battles and. Um, he dies before he sees that they're going to win this one, you know? I, I, I think for him, mm-hmm. it's like he dies right after he sees, yeah, they've got this one, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to just have a good long lie down. Um, okay, well, I preface, I preface my response uh, with Grant Morrison's go-to, it's all valid. But um, I think Nolan's Batman is fundamentally very different. Uh, than the animated series Batman, like Nolan's Batman is more Bruce Wayne than anything. Yeah, no, like, I think Batman that's, was our. Uh, I, think, I think that's clear. There's only a few moments in the entire yeah. um, BTS canon that are really Bruce centric. Yeah, like Mask like, of the Phantasm Batman... has that fantastic moment, but that's that may be yeah. the most clear Bruce yeah. moment in the entire canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And but Batman was a hurdle psychologically for Bruce Wayne to overcome in his arc. Uh, Nolan has said as much. Um, but my issue with the Dark Knight Rises ending, aside from uh, the implausibility of Bruce knowing which cafe Alfred was talking about, was that one... Part two. Yeah. Was that one, the ending relationship with Selina didn't feel earned. They had some chemistry, mostly because Anne Hathaway is awesome. Mm-hmm. Fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. But we hadn't seen them together that much. Um, and I felt like for that... Nolan was like leaning on source material for like relevance, you know, for like emotional impact when I think he just should have set it up better in the film. Um, Bruce didn't earn a happy ending in Dark Knight Rises, period. Because when you go back, like we've said before, he was only Batman for like a year and a half, tops. And then he stopped being Batman because the girl he was trying to steal from the DA died. Mm hmm. He doesn't deserve a happy ending in Dark Knight Rises. He didn't. He never really even did a whole lot. He killed a lot of people either by negligence or, uh, you know, uh, just outright. Mm-hmm. So anyone who loves that movie and hates Batman v Superman for the same reason is full of shit. Um, <laughs> the millions in property damage. I mean, yeah, millions in property damage. Also, you know, yeah, I know that the the specific count is a lot higher on BVS. I just, you know, let's let's not fool ourselves here, though. I mean, he killed a lot of people in the the trilogy. Um, anyway, but I was being sarcastic about the uh, Batman the animated series Batman ending. Say, but when I was like, I just said the happiest ending Bruce deserves is Terry picking up his pills for him, and I say that not because he hasn't done a lot of good. But because he's been a complete dick in his personal life, yeah. It's, at no um, point he he's he's st- <laughs> he stood at, at arm's length from everyone who was ever emotionally connected to him as a human being, and yeah. that's often kind of no, how that ends. At no point has Batman needed to be so emotionally closed off to his sidekicks slash adopted children because that's what they are, his adopted children. Yeah. Uh, but he has been, and that's one of the things I love about Batman. Because even in something as campy and, 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 and fun as Brave of the Bold, 
they address that. Batman has a tendency to let his mission get in the way of showing love to the people around him. Mm -hmm. The animated series Batman has done loads of good, but he's emotionally scarred pretty much everyone in his life. He inducts them into his wild crusade. He doesn't properly care for them once initiated. Uh, He's a complete sociopath. But that's his big character flaw. That's all right. He's a master of sciences and martial arts. He's like the world's greatest detective, complete badass, but he doesn't know how to love and he doesn't know how to show it. Yeah. That's the tragedy of the character. And it's my personal favorite version. And um... he tries to build a a family for himself, uh, maybe even subconsciously tries to build a family for himself. And yes, it's within the confines of his mission, but he builds it nonetheless. He just doesn't know how to maintain it, and that's really beautiful in a way. Yeah. Well, I think, like, uh, someone who who really took that point and uh, said, let's see what happens with it, it was, like, the Scott, the Scott Snyder death of the family. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Really did a good number on that. Mm-hmm. I'll leave that one alone. And, I love and that just suggest uh, people, people pick up that book. I'm sure it's out. I hadn't even looked, but I'm sure it's out and you know. Oh, it's out, yeah. Bound form, grab it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that that that's pretty much where I'm going to land on that. Um, but there, like I said, there are different iterations of Batman, and I think it's somewhat uh, you're, you're never going to quite get what you're looking for when you're mixing and matching Batman uh, or Batman mm-hmm. across the multiverse. Because, like I said, the animated series Batman is fundamentally a different creature than the Nolan Batman. Yeah, um, no, it actually brings up a and, nice callback know, within our our episode here was. Uh, you know, one, uh, Affleck talking about the average Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something to that, that there is a kind of a, a baseline uh, thing you see more often, but um, it'd be hard to really prove it. Um, mm-hmm. But also the thing uh, I was talking about with the with the Shazam director, man, just to do, do your thing and try to do it well, and that's the best you can hope for. Yeah, I mean, I'll accept a lot of different versions of Batman. Um, probably my... Probably my like, I would have been more open to the Nolan version of Batman. Like I said, Dark Knight, one of my favorite Batman movies, if not my favorite Batman movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Though not my favorite Batman I've ever seen on screen. Yeah, I, I but, really, um, like, if, if that was just in a capsule by itself, I would have loved it so much. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't know. Dark Knight Rises had so many plot issues and so many... It was just distracting little, as like, a movie. It was, it was hard to even get to the... Um, but on top of all of that, there were so many better ways I felt to do even what they were talking about doing. Um, anyway, moving on. We've talked about Dark Knight Rises a lot. Ad nauseum, I think, is the um, word. <laughs> yeah. So um, we are about to hop over to the DCTV portion of this, and we've got a little more feedback uh, over on that side of things. Um, if you're not following us, uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, DC on screen. Uh, you can email us at dconscreen at gmail.com. You can uh, hit up, hit me up specifically at David C. Robertson. Uh, you can call us 205-259-6331 and leave us a voicemail, as some unnamed character did earlier to complain about the, the Widow Women. And um, we are going to jump into television now. And uh, Jordan, by the way, man, I, 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 hope, uh, I, I hope my explanation made some sense. I don't know. I hope I wasn't a dick somehow. I, I always hope that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> jumping off and go to bed, just, just hoping I managed to pull that off for at least most of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so jumping into Gotham, apparently we're going to get a couple of new characters, which is pretty fun. Uh, Marina Benedict of Prison Break is going to be playing a recurring character named Cherry, a fight club operator. Um, it's going to be operating out of the Narrows, apparently. And um, <laughs> the club acts as the law in the otherwise lawless Narrows. And Cherry will be both ally and adversary to Ed Nigma, Butch, and other characters as they move through the Fight Club. Hmm. That sounds kind of fun. That could be good. Um, could be. I could I could see Gotham screwing it up, though, um, and making it weird and hammy or something. Mm. Possibly. Um, Benjamin, yeah, Benjamin Stockham of Sons of Tuscan is also going to be guest starring as Alex Winthrop, a friend to the young Bruce Wayne. So, I, uh, you know, and David Mazus has talked about how they're going to jump into more of the Playboy Bruce Wayne and more of the uh, character divide between Bruce and Batman. Yeah, he's working on season, both personas so, right now. So, uh, him having a little friend here, Alex Winthrop, uh, I could, I could see that. Let's, let's see what, I, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of cool. 
Um, I'm super excited about this. Um, I'm not uh, hugely familiar with the character uh, Amunet Black or Blacksmith over in the Flash comics. Who um, she was like, uh, gosh, she. I'm not hugely familiar with her again, uh, but she stole an elixir from her husband to become. Uh, she could like use. She like merges flesh and metal and all sorts of weird crap. But uh, yeah, she's a new one for <laughs> they've me. Ca- yeah, they've cast Katie Sackoff uh, from Battlestar Galactica. Um, she played Starbuck on the in the uh, remake of Battlestar, mm. and uh, she was pretty fantastic on that show. And um, she's playing Amunet Black. And um, the description here is: Blacksmith runs a black market for supervillains and uses every means possible, including the long list of metahumans under her thumb, to ensure her illicit enterprise thrives. Uh, it seems like a a, uh, a less uh, comic booky version of her, but um, apparently she'll show up in the fifth episode of the new season, uh, Girls Night Out, which also is gonna uh, be a mini crossover with uh, Felicity. Mm, okay. So that might be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I like Katie Sackhoff. I am a little sad because I get the feeling that this is gonna be like a one-off character, or at the very least, a very like. Hey, we might see her again in another episode later in another season. But um, I yeah. like Katie Sackhoff. I mean, I've just I gotten could, so used I could to deal it with seeing her at this point. I like Katie Sackhoff. I could, I could see her in. I, I, I could watch her every week on the show, and would be really happy to. Honestly, um, they've also cast uh, Susie Abramite, I guess, uh, of Chicago Med and Battle Los Angeles. She was also uh, uh, Jerry Hog, Jory can't say it. Jerry Hogarth's girlfriend Pam in Jessica Jones' first season. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. They've cast her on Legends of Tomorrow as uh, the Adam's mom. So, oh, oh, okay, that works. Well, that I assume will be going into the past to to hang out with Ray and Ray and his mom, or we'll get a flashback or something. Something, yeah. Uh, they cast. Uh, they cast freaking Richard Dragon over on Arrow, Kirk uh, Acevedo of Fringe. Um, you remember him on Fringe, mm-hmm. right? He was... Um, yeah, I remember. One of the agents. The main agent, really, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was like Olivia's... Um, yeah, he was on 12 Monkeys as well. Uh, he was Olivia's sidekick on Fringe, yeah. his, uh, or her, her partner, whatever. Um, so I, I dig the actor. I think he's really good. Yeah, never had a problem with him. Um, um, and I only watched a little bit of Oz, but what I saw there, he's got a lot of a lot of good range. He's just, uh, you know, one yeah. of those people. I've every time I've ever run across him, it's it's been a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure he had range until they did like the the parallel universe story on on Fringe, and we saw him in the other reality. And I was like, okay, shit, all right. Um, I would say I remember <laughs> but, that, but I've managed to purge most of Fringe. So mm, I've really somehow only purchased uh, purge purchased purged. The last season where I'm just like, I don't know, and then it was like Watchers and yeah, something, yeah. Observers or something, whatever they were yeah. called, I don't know. <laughs> that one, that was when we still watched it, but it was almost like a, like a, a, it's like a battle of personal endurance, see if we could do it. Yeah, it was like, around season four, Fringe, we, we, we kept watching it, but weekly it was like, knowing that, like, it was like getting in your car to driving, to go to the doctor when you knew that they were going to give you a shot that was going to hurt. Yeah, or actually, I would portray it more like the same same metaphor, but getting in the car, driving to the doctor, and knowing that you're going to get one of two bad diagnoses. One maybe, <laughs> one but one is way worse than the other. No, that's uh, I, I'm not going there, man. <laughs> I, uh, that's how it felt. Is it, it was either going to be a, a bad episode or a terrible episode? Is what I got uh, towards, towards. Yeah, the yeah, right. But um, yeah, so they've uh, they've decided that he's going to be called Ricardo Diaz, which does have comic book precedent. Um, <sighs> he's set to have a season long arc, uh, recurring arc mm-hmm. on the sixth season. They are describing him as a hardened ex-con, recently released from prison for crimes he didn't commit. Ricardo Diaz is bent on taking over Star City's criminal underworld. Which, why would he do that if he didn't commit these crimes that he was in prison for? But whatever. That's fine. I, I would feel like, um, you know, I've already gone to jail for something I didn't do. So, uh, now that I've yeah. spent most of my adult years learning how to be a criminal, I guess I'll just go ahead and pay that back. Well, maybe it wasn't that long anyway, because he says it says, A master in hand-to-hand combat, honed by years of life on the street, mm. Diaz has yet to meet a foe he can't take down. 
So maybe he wasn't in jail for that long. Maybe he was in jail for like a year or five years, and he was like, I'll make the city pay. If they think I'm a criminal, I'm going to be a criminal. Yeah, it's like, it's like the thing criminal. where you're, um, you know, you're accused of cheating, and you're like, if I'm getting accused of cheating every week, why not do it? Good Lord. Right. Yeah, we've all heard some, some friend, you know, espouse that at some point and hopefully talked him down. Sure. Because that's what good friends do. <laughs> <laughs> so, exciting news, kind of. Uh, I, I hope this is exciting news. But uh, Miracle and Guggenheim have casually name-dropped Ragman in an interview. Uh, looks like we might be getting a little bit more backstory on, on Rory over there. Uh, they were specifically talking about how, like, not having the island flashbacks anymore frees them up to do other characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this means that Ragman is going to be back. As like a recurring, because they've been really cagey about who they're at, what what the cast is going to look like this year. Yeah. But yeah, they're not going to get. Um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of news on Era until after that first episode. I really think they're going to keep he, it pretty tight. Yeah, he wasn't in on that island though, so it's safe to say that. Uh, yeah, Ragman could still. They, could yeah, still that's pop why they can name drop him a little bit and not be worried too much about mm-hmm. their uh, their season premiere. But but I'm pretty excited because I love that character and I really liked his his uh, his portrayal on uh, on Era. Yeah, no, that was that was a. Uh, that was a big loss for me when they decided to write him out for the season. Uh, but they did o- open the door mm-hmm. to it as, like, I forget who mentions it, but he's going to go work on his suit and stuff like that and see if he can't get back into business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as at least thrice stated on this show now, uh, slow news week. So here we are again, at least at listener feedback. <laughs> Andrew Gexy, again, uh, from Twitter, says, uh, he quotes something I said on last week's episode. The quote was, someone I don't want to see come back, John Barrowman. And he says, what GTFO Barrowman for life, I want him to come back and be a main. I don't. Like, I like John Barrowman. I like him just fine. But, uh, as, as I responded on Twitter, someone needs to finally put their foot down and say, death matters. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're getting at. Um, I agree completely. I love John Berman. I really do. I, I have the yeah, he's awesome. Deepest uh, one of my my great hopes is that you know that we're going to change doctors and maybe heart. I want to see more Torchwood. Well, Torchwood would be good too, <laughs> but we're going to change doctors now and Doctor Who and like every doctor has kind of its own set of uh, recurring cast members uh-huh. that they may or may not use, and I'm I'm really hoping we get we get more Harkness somehow in his. Uh, uh, on, on this new she doctors reign, mm-hmm. I've hoped that every time they change doctors, though. So, yeah, I don't, but mainly because I kind of feel like the Doctor and Jack Harkness kind of had their they had their story. So they did. It I'm, was a I'm good one. Looking, I just I like it's, uh, you know that universe. You can do anything you want with it, and um, and you can you can. He and this is why I, I pointed out in particular, he isn't dead over there. I mean, he is in theory, right. that, but that's a whole yeah. thing. And um, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole thing but he's not actively dead within that story he's still right he can still be around uh yeah but you know i like i said I, look man uh we 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 got introduced to john berriman on, on doctor who uh, we watched torchwood we enjoyed him on both of those things mm-hmm. um honestly i enjoy him a little less on arrow but i just think i like the character less or maybe i like the writing just less just on you know one or the other which treatment of him they were using at the time there were times where I really loved him uh like season 1 now, of arrow i thought it was great um I, I, I do think there's a great amount of irony for me saying that death we have to put our foot down and death has to matter at some point to john for john Berriman, seeing as how jack harkness cannot, cannot die. die yeah <laughs> or again suppose it can but it takes a while yeah yeah if you're going by the he is the the face of bow situation yeah. um yeah man take john barrowman just uh yeah I, I mean, it's, you it's, know. Uh, it's one of those like i'm with you in spirit dude i just but it would really hurt me to to see that you know that death doesn't have some consequences it and it was such a good scene it has it just let it let it mean something yeah um, and if you love John Barrowman that much and you haven't watched Torchwood or Doctor Who, I, I wholeheartedly implore you, mm-hmm. watch Doctor Who and Torchwood, man. Yeah. <laughs> and get a viewing guide, because there's some concurrency going on there. Yeah. So, uh, also, Andrew said, uh, also you mentioned previously only doing premieres and finales of shows to cut back and combining news. Why not combine recaps to one show? Uh, long story short, man, I mean, I don't know, uh, part of the problem is that, you know, there's a lot of back-end 
to this, uh, to putting up the shows and editing shows, all the separate shows, uh, and that's part of the reason we were cutting back. Also, with the new schedules, it's pretty much impossible for us to keep up on a weekly basis now. Yeah, one of the real problems was that not only they're adding more content, and yeah, I think it was going to be on like a mid-system schedule to some extent, but it was still going to be more content than we could reasonably assume we were going to be able to make, and two, they were changing some time slots where like me and Dave only have certain times in the week we can record, and... We, mm-hmm. you know, we literally wouldn't be able to get around to, uh, like it wouldn't be the the show wouldn't be available for us to have watched when it was recorded. It was kind of like it, we've kind of been lucky so far that basically Thursday night was either uh, completely abandoned or very light. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, adding more plus the Thursday night switches with Gotham and Arrow, so kind of kind yeah. of a it's... couple too many nails in the coffin on that one. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's we're just, still not uh... going to kind of you know. Maybe Talk finish the news and go like, uh, okay, dude, did you see the Flash? You know, like, and, and you know, yeah. doesn't mean we're not gonna kind of talk about the shows as they're airing a little, like, uh, you know, a little bit. We're just not doing the the full recap and review. Yeah, and we'll we'll do like mid season or ha- or full season. We'll probably do some uh, like yeah over Christmas kind of mid season episodes. Things. Yeah, for like you know the for every show we'll 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 throw them as because we we wanted to also open it up for specials for crossovers with other other shows yeah i don't know if uh, me and you interviews possibly about at some point crossovers but uh, like the like yeah. the you know the four part and they swear it's four this time not 3.1 um part crossover event like i don't know if you and i have talked about it we're we're probably going to do a special for that yeah we'll probably do a special for that but i was speaking specifically about crossovers with other, with other podcasts, podcasts yeah. Like uh, with Eli Opelders of Stealing the Remote, mm-hmm. uh, we've been talking about doing one with her for a really long time, ridiculously long time. We still haven't gotten around like to it. Like, they feel really bad and, about um, it amount of time. Yeah, like, really bad. Yeah. We feel awful. Um, we, we, we talk about that privately with, sometimes. Like, man, we really have not gotten around to Eli. Yeah. We've had private yeah, discussions about this shame. You know, we would love to get, we would love to, you know, have time to actually listen to other podcasts to start talking to other people. Yeah, I, I don't, for, for me, the rest of the world hasn't like, existed for a long time. Because I feel like there's a community out there that we haven't even really, uh, we haven't even, uh, would broach be the right word? I don't uh, know. Discovered, uh, even. I don't even know that they're, they're out there. There's a, there's, I know they're it's out been there, like but a I couple just, of years now, almost, um, where when someone asks me, like, hey, have you seen this, uh, television show? I, I, only somewhat jokingly respond, does it have a cape in it? Oh, and I hadn't seen it. <laughs> but, you know, aside from even doing crossovers, we would like to, you know, possibly at some point do interviews, actually have, and, you know, our interviews wouldn't be like, it's everyone's done like, like if for some uh, unknown reason, somehow the gods smiled upon us and we got into contact with Mark Hamill, you know, I don't want to sit down and do like a, hey, where are you from? <laughs> I would just want to shoot the shit with the guy. But, yeah. you know, uh, there there are any number of people from, you know, any number of different walks that we could, we would have a lot of fun talking to on our show. I guess that would really technically fall in, under the uh, crossover category. But um, Crash there's so the, many like different types of things or we want to do. Casual recorded chat. Yeah. There are lots of different kinds of things we want to do on this show and have fun with. And um, and just have not you know, been able to get there with it yet. With the way the schedule panned out and with, uh, you know, just being so many, like, just so much stress and everything. I just, you know, we think this is the, the best move for the show, honestly. And we've had an overwhelming amount of support. Thank God. And, dude, Andrew, I am sorry. I know that there are people out there who want us to keep doing the... Uh, the individual episodes with the with the recaps. Yeah. And I'm sorry, man. I, I you do know, see if it as, this was our full time gig, we would do it. Yeah, I would. I would be able to. I do still see it as kind of a there's there's an upside here where like rather than listening to one of our recap and reviews of a of a thing and hoping we talk about a thing, you know, now you can just kind of mm-hmm. contact us and we'll bring it up in feedback and talk about it. Absolutely, man. I, yeah, I, I think we're just going to kind of talk about you know narrow it down to what do y'all really want to talk about, man? Yeah, man. Um... But, like, yeah, absolutely. If we, you know, and uh, if we are able to do this show full-time as our full-time jobs, I'll absolutely, we'll absolutely start doing the recaps and reviews again. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, because that was that was a really hard decision for us to make. It was it was one of those things where we, like, like now, now news probably won't ever go back to the way it was because we just don't want to do comprehensive news anymore. Yeah, that was not but... um, our favorite. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, it was a it was a, de- a deliberate decision to try it that way, mm-hmm. and uh, then it just kind of got out of hand on us, and it became like a, a thing we were, you know, to some extent, trapped in time-wise. We couldn't... And, you know, I don't know if this is how it worked out for you in terms of how I feel or how you feel, but um, cutting out the recaps and reviews kind of felt like initially like it was a bit of overkill, but then it all... Like, as soon as we actually made the decision to do it and it, like, sunk in, it felt like just what the doctor ordered in terms of just, like, regaining some portion of our life. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, the more and more I thought about it, the more I started seeing kind of, you know, upsides about, like, what 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 it can, what it gives us more time to do. And, um... Yeah. It, you know, the, I really think it's going to be a stronger show. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're not, we're going to kind of be able to, uh, work on making a more fun show, a more, uh kind of networked and more inclusive, inclusive show. show definitely yeah and not so much be work you know working on the the back end part of it which is was was so much for that many episodes not even mm-hmm. the content it doesn't take that long to actually record and talk i mean it does but yeah you'd be surprised for one hour of audio how much goes behind that i mean yeah god uh, on average a good eight hours maybe behind each one hour of episode yeah so yeah um we love all of you guys and we want you to we want you to be happy but you know I don't know if you want to see the recaps and reviews. Do put it. I don't know on your on your uh, on the top of your to do list to like share us out and get us out there as much as you can. Tell your friends, man, because <laughs> unless we're doing it full time and we can quit our jobs, it's just not coming it was back. Not tenable now. It was not a thing. <laughs> and you know, I would love to do this show full time. Honestly, oh, would. Yeah. Uh, it would be great. Um. So yeah, I think we're we're out of the uh, we're out of le- uh, feedback. We're out of feedback, uh, <laughs> and uh, I think we're out of show. So you want to call it? Let's call it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We love you to pieces. Hit us up on Twitter, DC on Screen. Facebook, DC on Screen. Instagram, DC on Screen. Gmail us, DC on Screen at gmail.com. And you can call us. Leave us a voicemail. Just don't be another widow witter woman. Come up with another thing. Uh, two Oh five, two, five, nine, six, three, three, one. And, uh, honestly, hopefully by the time this is out, you will be able to go to dconscreen.com and find that we have a merch section. Mm. Another little thing I've been, I've had time to do now. Yeah. We've been, uh, that's been like a year and a half in the making, which was suddenly yeah. two weeks done. Right. Uh, well, you know, I've been working on it for like a year and a half in the background. Yeah. Like, researching different kinds of sites and stuff, and just, you know, trying to figure out which one was the best one to, to really go with. And I've, I've settled on a Redbubble, hopefully that's the that's a good thing. Uh, I, I really liked Cafe Press, but their site was so buggy. And uh, so we've, we've settled on Redbubble for now, and uh, there are like four or five designs up, and uh, you can get them on any number of, uh, of products over there. Uh, <laughs> we even have DC on screen dresses guys so <laughs> that's right um, and hopefully I'll be I'll have a little more time to uh, to put up new designs and I'll announce them as they come out so uh, until next time keep some DC on your screen 